Welcome to the Equipers Church Budapest podcast. We hope today's message will encourage and inspire you. For more information, check equiperschurch.au. Great to be back again. Had a great weekend uh, being in Slovakia uh, with uh, the group of churches over there. And, um, and then here we are back again tonight uh, in this amazing city. Isn't this a great city? It's a great city. What a great place to live. You guys are blessed to live in this great city. Amen. And I know some of you are from Budapest and some of you have moved to Budapest and some of you are studying and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, this church, this city needs great churches, doesn't it? And um, praise God, this is going to be a great church in this city. Amen. Well, um, my name is Mark. For those of you who haven't met me before, and um, as Amira said, I've got the great privilege of leading Equippers Church in, in London, uh, a great significant church, and God has really blessed our church. In fact, when I joined Equippers Church nearly 20 years ago, it was a group uh, that was nowhere near as even as big as this. There was probably 25 people in the room, uh, just a small group of people, and God over the years has really uh, blessed it. Now, over 1,500 people meeting in that church, and that's why I know God's going to do something great here. I've seen him do it. I know he wants to do it. And um, so you're right at the start of something great. Amen. All right. Well, uh, my wife and my four kids are at home and they're praying for the service. My teenagers, I text them before the service and said, you got to pray. And uh, my wife texted me and said, we've just had a family prayer meeting uh, for the service. So that's good, isn't it? Um, so it better be a good service because my kids have been praying for it. So you better engage. Amen. I'm one of those preachers that um, uh, you've got to encourage me a little bit. Is that okay? I'm not insecure. It's just that it's going to help you receive it. It's going to draw the best out of you. So a little amen. amen. That'll go a long way. All right. Uh, let's uh, read two scriptures tonight. Matthew chapter 13 to start with. Matthew 13 verse 44. It says this. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. And in his excitement, he hid it again. He, he sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. He bought the entire field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. And when he discovered a pearl of great value, this is amazing, he sold everything he owned and he bought it. When this guy finds something of value, he poured his whole life into it. Second scripture I just want to read is Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6, verse 4 to 6. Then Jesus said to them, A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. Uh, notice how Jesus' standard of, a, of an amazing night is different than ours. <laughs> we heal a few people. We're pretty excited. Jesus says that was nothing. I wanted to heal the whole city. I wanted to heal the whole village. And he was amazed, not at their belief, not at their faith, not at their passion. He was amazed at their unbelief. And then he went from village to village teaching the people. Um, tonight, I want to talk to you about something that you might have heard of before, but I have come 
to love this principle. I've come to recognize the power of it in my own life. I've come to recognize the power of it in my family. Uh, I've come to recognize the power of it in a church context, in a work context, in a relational context. This principle, if you can embrace in your heart, has literally the ability to change your lives. And it's simply this, the principle of honor. Everyone say honor. honor. No, no, everyone say honor. honor. I can't hear it in the back. Everyone say honor. honor. Honor is our kind of number one value or heartbeat as a church. And honor, if you can understand it, and we have to kind of contextualize it a little bit, and, and make, it make it kind of work for where we are, has the power to release and do incredible things in our lives. Honor is just an extraordinary principle. Um, you know, there's a question that we ask. Um, I got four kids. Um, I know I don't look old enough. Thank you for saying so. But I got four kids, and I, I got a 15-year-old who's doing his high school exams right now. I got a 14-year-old. Um, I've got a, an, an 11-year-old. No, she's 12, sorry. 12-year-old. And a nine-year-old, and two boys and two girls, and uh, we don't have many rules in our house. There's not too many rules. We're not the kind of house that there's a lot of rules, but we've got some guiding principles. And one of the guiding principles is when it comes to how we relate to one another, our behaviors, our actions. If we want to kind of know if we're doing okay or not, we can ask the question. Is that honorable? Is that honorable? You know, when my, when my son uh, maybe wrestles my daughter to the ground and she comes crying, the question is not was it right or was it wrong. The question was, did you treat one another with honor? When they open their mouths and they say things that might be a little hurtful or might be a little nasty, the question is not, is it right or wrong? The question is, were you speaking with honor? Because when you speak with honor, it changes everything. So like, what is honor? What, what is honor? Honor is, is simply this. Honor is to highly esteem something or someone. Everyone say highly esteem. Highly esteem. So not a little bit. Not just like we give a little bit of esteem, but to highly esteem. Um, it means to, brave, to give great weight great value, or great respect. You might want to write this down. The word honor literally means this. It literally means heavy or weighty. Heavy or weighty. And it actually came from the times when they didn't have credit cards and they had to weigh out uh, sums of things that they were selling and they would balance it with weights. And the more weights that they had to put on one side to balance out the other side, actually, it was weightier. It literally means honor. So when we talk about the principle of honor, we're talking about something that is weighty, something that's got substance, uh, something that's got kind of gravitas to it. Honor is an incredibly powerful principle. Um, you know, honor, the Bible, let me just give you really quickly, these are not my points, but just some, some things that the Bible teaches us that we're to honor. Are you ready? One person's ready. Amen. Are you ready? Yeah. Here's some things that the Bible teaches us to honor. Uh, number one, we're to honor God's presence. We're to honor it. We're to desire it. We're to, we're to esteem it. 
We're to, we're to see it as weighty. We're to put our weight behind it. His presence. And number two, we're to honor mothers and fathers. We're to honor our, our parents in our lives. We're put our, to put our weight behind them. Uh, number three is we're to honor our husbands and we're to honor our wives, depending on what gender you are. <laughs> we're to honor one another. We're actually to put our weight behind one another so that some things are going to happen that I'm going to explain a little bit later. Number four, we're to honor authority. We're all under authority. We, we live in a nation with a government. Uh, I live in a nation uh, with a government that uh, at the minute has uh, made some questionable decisions on many different things. And a lot of people are p- trying to pull down uh, the government. But Christians, our job is not to pull down. Our job is to put our weight behind And if we'll do that, we'll see supernatural results. Number five, we're to honor spiritual leaders. Did you know that? We're actually to honor spiritual leaders in our lives. I may be the senior leader in our church in London, but I still have leaders in my life that I also honor and I put my weight behind them. Uh, Number six, we're to honor children. We're to honor the next generation. You'll discover in Equippers Church, we are passionate about reaching an emerging generation. We love every generation, but we are passionate and we'll put our weight behind a generation that, I don't know about in Budapest, but in the UK is often talked badly about. Those kind of useless young people, kind of lazy, just on screens all the time, addicted to social media. And often we'll talk down about that generation, but I believe our job is to not talk them down Our job is not to talk down millennials. Our job is not to talk down Gen Zs. Our job is to put our weight behind them so that all that is in them can be released. Can I get an amen? Amen. What else are we to honor? We're to honor old people. Miro's an old guy now. He's way older than me. And, you know, as a younger man, it's important that I honor... He's only four years older than me. I, I, but we, we, we honor an older generation. Not very good at doing this in the West, are we? Many other, many other cultures around the world, much, much better at honoring elderly people. But the Bible tells us we have to do it. Can I get an amen? amen. The Bible tells us we are to honor an older generation. doesn't mean we're to obey them, by the way. But we ought to respect them. We ought to give them some honor. Uh, We are to honor one another. Look at your neighbor for a moment. We are are meant to honor one another. Praise God. You don't just need to honor leaders and honor pastors. We are actually to honor one another. Today I have the microphone. But that doesn't mean that I'm in in any way a different category or a different class than anyone else in this room. And nor are you. Every one of us has got value and treasure on the inside of us. And we have to honor one another. Got to honor one another. And then the final one is this, is we actually have to honor ourselves. We have to honor ourselves. When you learn to honor yourself, trust me, you will avoid making a whole bunch of terrible decisions because you will have value upon yourself which will mean you won't do certain things, you won't go to certain places, you'll avoid certain things because you have high esteem. Why? Because God lives in you. I don't know about you, but God lives in me. (laughs) You don't believe that. God lives in me. God lives in you if you're a born-again believer. If God lives in you, man, you better honor you. You better honor your body. You better honor what goes in it. 
You better honor what you look at. You better honor what you listen to. You better honor what you feed your heart with. Why? God lives in you. This, this weekend is the 70th anniversary of the Queen of England's reign. Isn't that amazing? 70 years she has been on the throne. And I'm pleased to say um, she's not got everything right. Of course she's not. But we know for a fact that she loves Jesus. We know for a fact that she honors him. And uh, listen, we, we honor our queen. We've got an amazing celebration this weekend honoring our queen. But uh, how crazy to honor the queen but not honor the king of kings. And the king of kings lives in you and he lives in me. And we're to highly esteem him. Amen? Amen. So honor is powerful. So write these things down. A couple of thoughts about honor. I haven't got much time tonight, but uh, um, you can go and think about them in the week. Number one, honor reveals the treasure. Honor reveals the treasure. Uh, the, the, The parable says that the man is out in the field, and when he's in the field, he discovers a treasure. Where's the treasure? The treasure's in the field. So he goes away, and because he so values and so wants that treasure, that he buys the entire field. That's a pretty crazy thought, isn't it? Like he discovers something, and he's like, man, that's good. That thing is so good that I'm going to put my hand in my pocket. I'm going to purchase the whole thing so that I can buy the treasure that was in the field. He sold everything, the Bible says, to buy the field. I want to say this. Every person here, you're a field. Your life is like a field. My life is like a field. When you look at me, I don't want you to see a person right now. I want you to see a field. And in my, the field of my life is treasure. In Pastor Miro's life, there's treasure buried. Met some new people here tonight. Great to meet you. In your lives, there is treasure. And every single one of you tonight, you need to know this. There is buried treasure in every single one of your lives. Do you know how you get the treasure out of the field? You honor it. You honor it. You put weight behind it. You you purchase it, not literally. You ascribe value to it. You say, man, there's something here. There's something here. Listen, I'm here tonight in in Budapest. I don't have to be here. There's other places that I could be. But I recognize in the field of the seeds of this church, there is treasure. The treasure's not fully displayed yet. The treasure is buried in the dirt. But I can see the treasure. And because the treasure's good, I was prepared to get on a plane, come here, and invest my weekend into this place. When I could have been at home celebrating the queen, having a great party. Why? There's treasure here. And honor says, I see it. I believe in it. I'm going to value it. I'm going to put my weight behind it. Because the way you get the treasure out of the field is to honor it. I tell you, this is going to change your life. If you can understand that every single person in the whole planet has got buried treasure and the way to get it out is to value, esteem, and lift them up. Wow, something's going to change. Here's the problem with the treasure in the field 
is, um, how many of you know fields are dirty? <laughs> fields are muddy places. And the treasure, listen, when, the, when this guy in the parable, he walked into the field, I don't think the treasure, like the Queen of England, if you go, if you go to Buckingham Palace, there'll be a room. And in that room, the, the crown jewels will be beautifully on displayed, and they'll be polished, and they'll have a plaque, and it'll look amazing, and you'll walk in, and instantly you'll go, wow, that's something of great value. But in this parable, that's not what happened. The man was in a field, and he discovered a treasure in the field. I'm pretty sure that it wasn't polished, it wasn't on show, it wasn't presented nicely, it was dirty. It was dirty. Here's the problem we face is that when it comes to releasing the treasure in one another's lives, as often it doesn't look good. Often it looks dirty. Can I get an amen? amen? Often we see people walking around and it's like, man, the attitude. Woo. It's like bad attitude. And we think, man, I don't want anything to do with that person. Why? That's bad attitude. Or we might meet someone who's just got bad language. The language is bad, and we think, man, I don't want to hang out with that person. Or, or, or we meet someone, and there's, there's an aspect of their life that we don't find attractive. In fact, we find it repelling. But what we've got to remind ourselves is the treasure is buried in the dirt. Oh, I'm preaching better than you're responding tonight, Equipus Budapest. I need to hear you. Come on now, the treasure's buried in the dirt. How do you get it out of the dirt? Honor. We honor. We put our weight behind. We value. We esteem. We love. We build people up. And when we do that, we start to release what is in a person's life. Can I get an amen? So to get to the treasure, you've got to move dirt. Um, there's, a, there's a documentary that I like watching in the UK and uh, nobody's ever heard of it anywhere I go. But you never know. Someone here might have heard of it. It's called, uh, it's called Gold Rush. Anyone seen Gold Rush on the Discovery Channel? I see all those hands going up in the air just like normal. You're missing out, people. One of the greatest TV shows there is, Gold Rush. And Gold Rush is basically uh, a, a group of kind of pretty dirty-looking old men who, who go to the Yukon Valley in Alaska to go hunting for gold. And they believe that gold is in the ground. And do you know how they get the gold out of the ground? They literally dig up the ground. They put it in a wash plant. They wash it. They shake it. They dry it. And at the end of a very long process, if they're lucky, they might end up with the tiny little speck of gold. It's called Gold Rush. <laughs> and here's what they've got to do. they literally just got to take mountains of dirt, mountains of dirt, and they take it and they wash it, 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 and they shake it and they sift it, and they shake it and they sift it, and they shake it and they sift it, and they dry it. And if they're lucky, at the end of the day, there are deposits of gold left over. I reckon it's a pretty good analogy for people's lives. The city of Budapest is filled with people with treasure on the inside. The problem is to get to the treasure, we're going to have to wash some dirt. Somebody say, wash some dirt. 
we're going to have to do some washing. But praise God, we don't wash with water. We wash with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit comes and He washes a person's life. And the treasure that God put in them starts to be deposited. I love that. I love that. And let me just say this. We, we, we want our church and our churches, we want them to be a place where we are gold hunters, not dirt diggers. How many of you know the world loves hunting for dirt? Man, the world is hungry for the latest story, the latest bit of gossip. The, did you see what so-and-so did? In the UK, we're obsessed with Meghan Markle. So, or, did you hear what she said to the queen? Did you? It's like we're obsessed with the dirt. I want to encourage you. Come on, don't be a person who's a dirt hunter. Don't be a person who's a dirt digger. But be a person who's a gold hunter, amen? Someone who's hunting for the gold in people's lives. Come on, I promise you, there's, there's people all around you right now with treasure on the inside. And the way we release the treasure is we put our weight and our honor and we value and we esteem. And something good, I promise you, will come out the other side. Can I get an amen? Here's the second thing that honor does. Number two is honor gives us access to the treasure. It gives us access to the treasure. There's treasure. There's buried treasure in people's lives. But the way we get to it is through the power of honor. The Bible says in the story I just read is Jesus couldn't release the treasure of his life because of what? dishonor. You think about that for a moment. Here's Jesus. He is the Son of God. I mean, He is God incarnate. All of God is in Jesus. And He's walking the face of the planet. And here He is. He, he walks into a village. And, and you got to remember, He formed the world in six days. He put the stars into the sky. He created the oceans. Uh, he separated land he did everything. This is Jesus. He can do anything he wants at a moment's notice, but he walks into a village and, and, and all they see is a field. They just see a field. It's just another man. It's just a carpenter. Doesn't look any different. Hasn't got a halo. Hasn't got wings. Isn't floating on a cloud. It's just, a, just another field. There are fields everywhere. But Jesus walks in and the Bible says because of a lack of honor... He was unable to do any great miracle. Isn't that sad that you can be in the presence of God, but if there's no honor, the treasure that he wants to release to your life and my life actually can't flow. The way we get to the treasure is through the power of honor. Conversely, Jesus stumbles upon a group of of men, just ordinary, normal men. In fact, the, most scholars would lead us to believe that his disciples were all teenagers. Give me a wave if you're a teenager here tonight. A couple of people. The rest of you, you're too old. I'm sorry. Uh, Jesus wouldn't have picked you. <laughs> maybe Peter. Peter was maybe 21 or 22. But the rest of you, teenagers. And Jesus just sees a group of teenage lads. Just teenage lads fishing. 
not trained, not educated, nothing special about them, nothing that made them stand out from anywhere else. And Jesus just spots a group of teenage lads. And because of the power of honor, Jesus releases the grace that was upon those lives. And now we've got a group of fishermen that are released into what? Apostles who change the world. Woo! Just a group of lads. And Jesus says, no, I can see something within you. And I'm going to honor you. I'm going to value you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to think the best of you. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to journey with you. Yes, you've not got much to give me, but I'm going to give you everything I've got because there's treasure in you, Mark. There's treasure in you, Peter. There's treasure in you, John. There's, tre- there's treasure in these young men. And he says, as I value you, I'm going to release the grace that is on the inside of you and Jesus transforms them not through the laying on of hands but through the honoring of who they are from fishermen to apostles can we give God a praise for a moment for all that he's doing you know when I I joined Equippers Church um, I think I was 25 26 years of age and um, I had trained as a pilot I was working for British Airways, and um, I, I joined this little church. It's a small group of people, and I had no desire to be a pastor. I had never thought about being a pastor. Uh, just was never in my mindset. I just never conceived that that could be a possibility for my life. I was trained to fly planes. I thought that's what I was called to do, uh, but, uh, but someone saw something about my life and started to honor me, started to value me, started to say, man, I'm going to put my weight behind this guy. I'm I'm going to pray for this guy. I'm going to value this guy. I'm going to love this guy. I'm going to embrace this guy in my world. And uh, that guy is a guy called Pastor Bruce Monk that many of us esteem as our leader today. And, and the truth is I'm doing what I'm doing today nearly 20 years later, not because of my great idea, not because I thought I was called to be a preacher. In fact, I had no clue that I had any leadership ability on my life whatsoever. But one man with a heart for God saw a young man and said, I don't know what's in him but I'm going to put my weight behind him. I'm going to esteem him. I'm going to value him. I'm going to bring him into my home. I'm going to love him. And in doing so, the call upon my life started to be released, started to become evident. And I can honestly say today, I'm doing what I was put on the face of the planet to do. Not because I'm smart, not because it was my idea, but thank God because God put someone in my world who esteemed me and honored me and valued me and called out the treasure that was hidden in the dirt. Amen. Come on, can we give God a thanks praise for that? Are you glad about that? You could come. That would be fantastic, Milan. Uh, Amazing, isn't it? I want to declare there's treasure over every single person in this room. There's treasure in your neighbor. There's treasure in yourself. There's treasure everywhere. And the way we get it at is by living a life of honor. Honor in our workplaces. Honor in our homes. 
We don't just honor pastors. We honor everyone. We honor the person who serves us coffee on a Monday morning. We honor the person who packs our shopping. We honor the person who teaches us. We, we honor our moms and dads. We honor our spouses. We honor the people God has placed in our world. And what it does is it releases treasure. Come on, I want to declare tonight there's treasure in this room. There is treasure in this room. Come on, put your hand up if you say, I've got some buried treasure. <laughs> it's buried. It needs honor to bring it out. And I want to say this. We, as a Crippers Church, we don't wait for people to become honorable before we honor them. I'll say that again. We don't wait for people to be honorable before we honor them. Are you following me? Like, like that's how the world thinks. If you want me to respect you, well, you better act respectfully. If you want me to honor you, you better act honorably. No, no, no. The kingdom of God says, no, no, we honor everyone's life. And in doing so, it lifts people to a level where they become worthy of honor. Jesus, Jesus looked at the disciples, and I don't think he thought, man, here's a bunch of guys that are the most honorable people I've ever met. I think he just looked at a bunch of guys and said, man, I'm going to honor them until they, until they rise to a level where they are honorable. So when people walk in the doors of this church, we don't wait to see whether they're worthy of honor before we honor them. No, everyone is worthy of honor. If you're here for the first time tonight, you are worthy of honor. If you've messed up your life so far, you are worthy of honor. If you've made some mistakes, you are worthy of honor. You're not only worthy of honor when you've, when, you've, when you've got it all together. Like, man, I've got my degree. I've got my job. I've got my house. I've got my car. I've got savings in the bank. I've got the, I'm, now, I'm, now I'm worthy to be honored. No, no, no. The kingdom of God says there is treasure in you. You were made in the image of an almighty God. I don't know whether you believe that tonight, but I want to declare that over your life. You were made in the image of an almighty God. And you don't need to live up to anything. You don't need to rise to anything. Right where you are, God loves you. He died for you. He gave his life for you. And if you never say yes in exchange, that is your decision. But you are missing out on the greatest relationship that you can ever have. I don't know about you, but I want to be in relationship with a God that loved me and honored me and valued me when I was nothing, not when I was someone. Amen? God loved you, valued you. When there was nothing valuable about your life, man, that makes me want to praise Him. When there was nothing worthy about my life, when there was nothing about me, when my life was filthy and dirty and messed up, God looked at me and said, there's treasure there. It's my DNA. I'm going to honor this man. I want to declare it. He's honoring you. He's always honored you. He's always been behind you, worked for you. Third and final thought is simply this, is we honor to release, not honor to get. Some cultures, honor is like a one-way street. 
Honor's like you only honor up. And, and you honor up so you can get something back in exchange. I don't believe that's honor in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, we honor to release what's in a person's life. We don't honor to get something back. It's like giving. How, how many of you know we, we give not to get? We give so we can give more. Now, now, now we know how the kingdom of God works. If you give, God honors our giving and it does come back to us. And so now we do get when we give, but we don't give to get. We give so we can give more. Amen. The same is true with honor. I don't honor Pastor Miro tonight as, 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 as something different or something, some special man. I honor him because of who God is in his life. And I do it so that the gift in his life can be released in a greater way. Listen, will I be blessed? Of course I will. That's how the kingdom of God works. But my motivation is not to honor so I can get something back. And I want you to know that tonight, church. I'm, I'm not saying we're here to honor you so we can get something back. We're here to honor you so that what's in you will be released for your life and the lives of people all around you wherever you go. Come on, give God a praise. I, I wish I had time to put a photo of my wife up. I'm very blessed. I have the best looking wife out of all the equippers pastors all around there. I'm just kidding. But I'm really blessed. I've got an amazing wife and um, we're married for uh, coming up on 19 years and we're very happily married. And if anybody tells you marriage, you know, doesn't work, or I'm just here to say that 19 years, super happy, unbelievable wife, unbelievable husband, by the way. Unbelievable dad, unbelievable cook, unbelievable. <laughs> My wife has got so much treasure in her. She's got so much treasure. You know what my job is? My job's to honor her so the treasure can be released. My job is to so highly esteem and value her that every God-given gift and talent and ability and grace is not held down but is released so she can be everything that God has called her to be. The women are saying amen. Not hearing many men say amen. You know, it's not one-way traffic. I don't honor her and she's nothing for me. No, no, no. It's mutual. We, we serve one another. We love one another. We honor one another. Are there times when it's difficult? Of course it is. But overall, man, as I have learned to live a life that puts my weight behind who she is, man, gifts. Do you know, new things are coming out all the time. Sometimes she preaches. She never used to preach. She's a great preacher. And she'll preach and I'll hear her say things and I'll think, where did that come from? Why? There's hidden treasure. And when I know she's with me and she's, got by, she's behind me and she's honoring me, stuff comes up in my life that I never even knew was possible. 
Come on, I want to encourage you, live a life where we honor one another. If you're any parents here today, give me, I know it's a young group, but any parents, give me a wave. A couple of people, come on, amen, amen. <laughs> come on, one of the best things we can do when it comes to bringing up our kids is bring them up with honor. I honor my sons. I honor my daughters. I discipline them. You better believe it. They're not right all the time. They mess up. I don't let them get away with much. But I put my weight behind them. I want them to succeed. I want them to thrive. I want them to become all that God has called them to be. I put my, that's called honor. Are you with me tonight? When it comes to our leaders, do we need to honor our leaders? Do we need to honor uh, Pastor Marta and Miro and the others? Absolutely. Why? Because the treasure in their life can't be released until we get behind it. And we actually stunt the growth of the very thing that God wants to do with familiarity and with dishonor. Jesus had so much more in him than he was able to do because of dishonor. Come on, I want to encourage you. Don't dishonor people. Don't limit people because you just see a dirty looking field. Amen. We honor young people. We honor old people. We honor our neighbors. We honor the people who own this building. We don't own this building. How we treat it is really important. When we leave here at the end of the night, have we treated it honorably? Amen. How about standing to your feet? Thank you for listening to me tonight. I pray tonight something of the nature of honor has come alive in your heart. How about just lifting your hands if you would for a moment. Lifting hands just says, God, I'm open. God, I'm open. Speak to me. Lord, do whatever you want to do tonight. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that right now that wherever there's been dishonor, maybe you're here tonight and you've been dishonored. Maybe you've experienced dishonor. Maybe you've had dishonor because of your gender. Maybe you've had dishonor because of the color of your skin. Maybe you've had dishonor from someone in your life who you loved and you valued, but they dishonored you. If that's you right now, I believe the Holy Spirit really wants to heal you right now. So if that's you and you just say, Mark, that's me, just open your heart right now. Holy Spirit, I ask that right now you would restore the dignity and the value to every single one of your amazing children tonight. Where the enemy has brought dishonor, I declare Jesus right now, you are bringing fresh honor. Come on, just receive that right now. There's, it's almost like an anointing for you to feel the honor of God towards you tonight. He loves you. He loves you. If you're here tonight and you've made some mistakes, welcome to the club. You are not alone. We have all messed up. But right now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I declare, let the honor 
of Jesus' love towards you be felt right now? Some of you can feel something. Some of you can sense it. For others, that's okay. Just say, God, I receive it right now. Someone in this room and even in this week, you've acted dishonorably to someone in your world. You've spoken out of turn. Maybe you've been rude. Maybe your tongue has spoken in a way that you regret. Come on, just right now, just say, God, sorry. Sorry, I'm going to put it right. I'm going to put it right. By the way, there's always a corresponding action with honor. Now, just for a moment, I'm going to close in just a minute. But we're going to honor Jesus for a moment. We're going to honor him. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to do it all together so no one's going to be embarrassed. But we're going to open our mouths and we're just going to start to thank him. Nice and boldly across this room, I'm going to count to three and we're going to go for it. We're going to thank him. And in thanking him, we are bringing him honor tonight. Amen. We're going to thank him for our health. We're going to thank him for our friendship. We're going to thank him for the job, everything that we have. Are you ready? Come on, we're going to lift him up. We're going to honor him tonight. One, two, three, let's go. Father, we do. Right now, Lord, we honor you. We thank you.